Chandler, tell us, because you have this like amazing, like you said, this system and the, and the book published is really like you, you don't hold anything back. You put it all in there. You're not really trying to like mysteriously hold back any <laughs> secrets so that we like have mm. to pay you $5 million to ultimately figure it out. You like literally step by step by step. What is it that you feel like is like the very first step? I know you have kind of like a three-part writing process that you teach people, but what do you think is like the, you know, the, the very first step for somebody who, who wants to write? Yeah, well, I'd say the very first step, uh, and this was funny, you know, I remember us talking a while back and you said that you joined self-publishing school without even knowing what you, what book you were going to write or without even having an idea, which was crazy to me. I was like, I always would tell people, hey, you can join it even if you don't have an idea. <laughs> people actually did. Wait, I was no, like, wait. wow, a leap of faith. And, and that was just so inspiring to me. And so I think for a lot of people, that's where it starts is coming up with a book idea. But I want to give a huge huge asterisk around this is you don't have to have this grandiose thing that you know that you can write 500 pages about. Yeah. Uh, it just has to start with a kernel of an idea that you could maybe write five to 10 pages about. Wow. Now, there's two types of people. Uh, there's some people who can barely come up with one idea for a book that they write. Yeah. And then there's the other type of, of person who has like 15 ideas and they don't know which to write like, first. Oh my gosh, what do I do? Right? And so so ideas. two different problems to have. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll walk through the three-step process in just a second. I can show people how to really just kind of uncover that book idea. Mm-hmm. But I'll first speak to the person who has too many book ideas. And I'll, people always ask me, like, which book do I write first? Yep. Uh, and, well, because we only have two rules in self-publishing school. Yes. One is that you can't write more than one book at one time. Okay. And the second one is that you can't edit while you write. <gasps> Those no are the two editing. biggest hang Okay. Do not edit while you write. Okay. Yes. So people will hear that rule and they'll say, oh, well, if I can't write more than one book at one time, how do I know which book I should write first? Okay. So I've got a three-question uh, three process that will really help you just kind of figure out which one to write first. So the first question is, which one can I take – which one is my fastest way to the finish line? So which book, which book can I write the fastest? So that maybe this means that you have the most content on it. You've talked about this a lot or okay. you know, your family members ask you about this a lot or, or whatever that might be. The second question is, which one am I most likely to finish? So this means that maybe you're pretty passionate about, about this content or you know, this is something that not only could you get started and could you write it quickly, but you're going to take this thing all the way to the finish line. You're, gonna, you're just going to do it because you have passion. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then the third question is, which one, which one of these book ideas is going to make me happy? Um, and so I order them in that importance because some people just choose the one that's going to make me happy, but they can't do it fast and they're not likely to finish it, which means they'll stall out and they won't get to the finish line. Mm-hmm. So those are the three questions that I would ask so if you're good. considering you have too many ideas. Right. Then once you kind of settle on one, I'll just go ahead and this might be a little long, but I'll just walk, kind of walk through no, the it's so, it's that so good. process. So A lot of people come to me and they say, Chandler, I have an idea that I can maybe write five pages, maybe 10 pages about, but it's definitely not enough for a book. And I'll walk them through this process. And so first off, it's coming up with a book idea. And for this, just a few prompts, if you will. Uh, I like to say, what's the thing that you're passionate about? What are the hobbies that you have, a profession that you've dedicated your life to that maybe you've learned a lot of lessons along the way? What are the things that uh, people ask you about all the time? Uh, They ask for your advice or they just know you know about this. Or then lastly, maybe even someone has said, hey, you should write a book about this. You should. Right? 
So one of those things, that's going to help you kind of craft an idea. And here are the three steps once you have a kernel of an idea. So step okay, number wait, one. Is, before you yeah. do the three-step thing. So do you? what is like the feeling that you have when – like could you from your six books I, – I mean – what do you, how do you, you know, it's like almost like, how do you know who the person you're supposed to marry? Like, how do you know that you, you think you've ticked those three boxes? Is there a sense that you just kind of, you just kind of know? Uh, for me, yeah, a little bit. And I also, there's probably a separate element that I pull into it when I'm considering doing a book. Yep. And that's uh, how, how is this like, how is this going to grow my business or what's my end goal with writing this book? Okay. Um, for me, there's some books that I know I want to write, but I've just kind of shelved them away because right now in the phase of my business, it just doesn't make sense. Like there's two books I can, I can think of offhand. One that I want to write is just uh, how to get the goods, how to get the guts to charge more for what you're worth. Cause okay. there's so many hangups. Like when people go to sell something for the That's first not. time, their service or whatever, they just melt and then they undercut their prices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that's a book topic that I want to write that's on good. and I've, I've done a mini little outline for it. Okay. And then the second one is just kind of like um, mm. more of a how, how to build a company and more of a memoir type thing that I feel like, I'll, you know, probably 10, 15 years yeah. down the line. That, Make a like, movie. Yeah, a movie. Maybe not a movie. <laughs> the bolt. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> just the, uh, yeah, bolt. Uh, bolt. Episode two. Like, <laughs> with the dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, those, so I, but I know that right now the phase that I'm at, those don't make sense. So that's why I wrote and published the book Publish, because I knew this, you know, that directly goes into my business self-publishing school. Okay. It's going to drive leads, it's going to drive sales, and it's going to establish me as an authority. Right, right. So that's the other part that I kind of consider before committing to that big idea. Yeah, like why, what is the purpose of this book in your yeah. overall goals? Okay. Okay, that's good. So that you kind of you you kind of it's a, a bit of an art or a tension that you're sensing of. I want to do this. I have the passion to do this. I I know I can get this done and I can see it through. And if you're business minded or ministry minded, you know yeah. how could this serve my overall mission? Okay, for sure. Okay. And, and my lens is business, but yes. a lot of people I realize that won't be the case. It's like mm -hmm. it could be side income, it could be a passion project, it could be for charity. You know, one of my first books was for charity. Um, you know, it could be any of those things. But how does it serve your goals, your short term and long term goals? I love it. I love it. Okay. So say we like think we've got an idea. We think we're on it. And even I love how you teach this in class. Like you don't even have to know your title like right away. Sometimes you teach to come up with that at the very end. People get so freaked out about their title and like don't do anything. But you're yeah. like, you know, you can wait on the title. We can figure that out. Um, but so they think they've got it. What, are they, what is like the first step in the three-step process? Yeah, so now we're getting into the fun part. So... There's there's three steps. And so once you have that idea, you're gonna you're gonna take out a blank sheet of paper, preferably a piece of printer paper. That's my favorite because there's no lines. Right. Now what you're gonna do is you're gonna you're gonna write the idea in the center of the page. And I'm glad you said this, Eileen. You don't need a title. You don't need a title. Please, please do not come up with a title and do not come up with a cover before doing this because it's just going to be a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So you come up with your book idea, you write that in the center, and then you're going to do a mind map. So kind of like a, in, in school, if you remember like the tree graph yes. and you go out and out or yes. you know, just a classic mind map where it's going to – lines and bubbles and everything like that. So what you're going to do is you're going to do a brain dump onto the page 
everything you can think of on this topic. Now, this means every story that you have, every lesson that you've learned, every conversation that you've had, whether it's in your ministry or in your business or in your life with friends, you know, every book that you've read, uh, other, other sources of inspiration. You just going to write everything because this is important not to filter here. And this is where you just start to, you're going to start to realize that there's a lot more up in this noggin of yours than you think there is. So that's where we start to get it out there. And that's step one in the process is to start to form a mind map. I recommend spending 15 minutes at a minimum, uh, more like it usually turns into 45 minutes to an hour. You start <laughs> yeah, everyone, just, yeah, that's right. Go crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I would highly recommend if you're listening to this right now, that as soon as this interview is over, you, you take out a sheet of paper and you go ahead and do that and mm-hmm. go ahead and get started on your mind map. Cause that's when you can see if, Oh, okay. Do I, you know, do I have enough, enough knowledge to actually turn this into a book? And okay. usually people go into that process and they'll say, I've got something I could write maybe five to 10 pages about. And they'll come out of the process and they'll say, wow, Chandler, I've got two to three books to write. I just have to figure out which one to write first, which much better problem to have. So once you start to do this mind map, you're going to start to see some some common themes or groups of ideas on this mind map. And from that, I recommend grouping those themes of ideas into four to seven groups or sections. These are to become more of the sections for your book. Okay. Now, from here, you have these four to seven sections, and you're going to actually drill down into each section and, and allocate two to four chapters per section. Okay. Okay? Now, you're gonna, then you're going to – Go ahead and organize those sections in the order that you would potentially cover them in the book. Okay. And that's going to form your outline, which is step two, is turning your mind map into an outline. So okay. once you've done exactly what I just described, you're going to have an, an actual chapter-by-chapter chapter outline. Mm-hmm. And so this is – the book's already written itself at this point. And that moves us into step three, which yeah. is the fun part. And this is kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. Choose-your-own-adventure. So, there's two paths you can take. One is to manually write the book. Okay. If you're a better writer, then this is this is great. Or if you like writing, this is great. So what you're going to do is you're going to repeat this three-step process yeah. chapter by chapter. So, for example, you start with chapter one, mm-hmm. and you spend 10 minutes mind mapping everything you know about that chapter. Then you spend 10 minutes turning that mind map into an outline. Then you spend 45 minutes writing that chapter going point by point from the outline. Now... This is going to feel a little weird at first, but this is exactly what me and my brother did um, to write our first book. It's this 225 pages. We wrote it in a week. We just did that chapter by chapter by chapter. So that's the one road that you can travel. The second road or the second part of the Choose Your Own Adventure is to actually speak the book. So if you're you're a better speaker than you are a writer, you can do that same process. You mind map and outline each chapter as you go, but then instead of spending 45 minutes to an hour and a half typing the chapter, yep. you spend 10 to 15 minutes speaking it point by point, yep. and then what you're going to do is have that transcribed, and now you have a full shell of a book that you can start to edit and mold, or that you can even hire an editor to start to mold, and then instead of staring at the blank page, you've got some really good stuff to work with, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, I've seen people speak out their book in an afternoon, in a weekend, like you can do that relatively quickly. Wow, that's so good, and and the importance and the weight of I mean I think we you think it's going to be so hard but it's so great if you have a great editor if you can find an editor a person that you know gets you gets your voice like that can that you have no idea how much that is going to help your book makes a huge difference huge 
because it's still your words. It's still your. It's still you. People are so scared. Mm-hmm. I think of of releasing that to an editor, but they just their gift is different. I think an editor. I don't know if you think this, Chandler, but it's just a different gift, different person. Oh, for sure, for sure. I have a friend, uh, Josh Ship, that talks about you know there's different skill sets. There's the and when he does his speeches or when he does his books, I think he. I may be misquoting a bit here, but I think he breaks it down into the three parts of the process. Okay. You've got the researcher, um, uh, the the writer, and then the editor. The writer. And so basically, the researcher is great at compiling a ton of information yep. for for this work, whether it be a speech or a book or et cetera. Yep. Then the writer is, is best at taking that research and going from zero to a draft. Okay. And then the editor, or I think he calls it a different name. Mm. Um is 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 best at taking that draft and turning it into a final masterpiece. Now, some people they have those three skills within them. Mm-hmm. They'll obviously will be better at certain parts than the other. Right, For right. me, I personally, like you just said, it's a very different skill. Yes. Um, so I, I I feel like that I'm better at the editing part. Um, and maybe we could add a fourth thing, which is like the polisher, which would actually be like what I would consider an editor mostly. Okay. But I feel like I'm good at taking a draft. Yep. And really just molding it in, but I'm actually pretty horrible at going from blank page to a draft. That's just so So intimidating to me. So, you know, everyone has their unique piece of the puzzle, but that that kind of speaks to exactly what you were just saying. But it's so great to know that there are like our people out there and there are like sites, and I know you teach them in self-publishing school kind of where to go to find these people, but there are these people that can like propel you forward into those large sections that you like hate doing like editing is like slow death to me like Mm so i or maybe the polisher i should say that so like fine editing line editing a line editor that's like really challenging like i don't i don't know how to use a semicolon i don't know yeah you know but you know i I, there are people out there that like that lights their fire they love to do it sure and i'm happy you know and you can just be happy to like give them give them your money you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to give this. I'm so happy. I'm like, please. Oh uh, yeah. So, but I love that. I love that. The, you know, just knowing that there are people out there and that you can find those people and, and sure. it's not hard, um, is is a is is very. It provides that kind of extra boost that you can you can't do this. You know, like definitely you can, you can totally do this. Did we do all three sections, Chandler, or was there one? We did. We did. So just to recap, mind map is the first step. Yep. Outline is the second step. And the third step is to write the dang thing. Just write it. And there's two two paths you can take. You can actually write it by repeating the process chapter by chapter. Yep. Or you can speak it by repeating the process chapter by chapter. Mm -hmm. And that gets you to your rough draft which, as you know, Eileen, is the most important thing. Nothing else matters than competing, sorry, completing your rough draft. That's so important. Uh, People, uh, you know, the the running joke is that you know when a writer is on a deadline because that's when you'll see them on social media most. (laughs) Um, So it's like you can always tell when they're up against a deadline, and that's because it's uncomfortable. So especially if you've never written a book before, your brain's going to start to trick you into all of these things that you need to figure out, like, oh, I need a title. I need a cover. I need to figure out how I'm going to market the book. I need to do all those things. But until you have the rough draft finished, nothing else matters. And you know this from going through the program. You know, In the videos, I'm like, hey, you shouldn't be watching this video if you don't have your rough draft finished. Yeah, you're like – 
Yeah, you're like, I'll stop, like, off. Don't talk to me. Like, go, go away because they'll start asking about marketing yeah. advice. I'm like, no, have you finished your rough draft? And they'll be like, mm, no. Okay, like, hey, cool. We'll go finish your – like, I'm not going to talk to you about marketing yes. until you finish your rough draft because there's this weird feeling when you get the rough draft finished that uh, I think people, a lot of people for the first time actually start to believe so they believe that they can finish it and you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. True. Whereas if you stall your momentum prior to that, we all know someone who has three to five perfectly written chapters in their unfinished book. And they've been sitting on that for years, maybe even decades, because they, they just kind of toy around with it. But until they really just commit to finishing that rough draft, they're not going to get to the finish line. That's good. And do you still tell people Chandler to to tell other people like when they're like they're the date of their rough draft like when their rough draft is going to be due is that you sure teach them? I'm, I'm a huge fan of accountability okay. both publicly and privately okay so that's like what we teach in the program is public accountability and private accountability yeah. so you know that we have a, our accountability buddy system which is just an accountability partner yeah. which I recommend talking to weekly yeah. and committing to uh, no more than three goals per week. So maybe, maybe you have one goal. It's to write 5,000 words or maybe, you know, whatever that is. And then you check in with that person every week. Yep. Same time every week for 30 minutes. That's really important. Okay. So it gets baked into your schedule. Mm -hmm. So that's private accountability part. And then the public accountability, there's multiple steps you can take there. Mm -hmm. Letting people know publicly, hey, I've committed to writing a book, to letting people know when the rough draft's going to be finished, to letting people know when you're going to publish it. That is so huge. Okay. Um, this is what I did when I was starting my first businesses. Mm -hmm. is I just let, I remember I was working mm -hmm. with a company called Student Painters. Yeah. It's an internship program. And uh, I, my goal was to be number one in the country and number one in the company my first year. Uh, so I went up to the CEO and I said, I, I said, hey, Steve, you know, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm going to be number one in the company and number one in the country at the end of this year. Uh, and if I don't, they send all their top performers on a rewards cruise. Yeah. If I don't, then on the cruise, I'll buy you a bottle of wine, whatever you want. Whatever you want. I'm accountable to this. Uh, and he was like. I really like that. Give me a call in a couple weeks. And I gave him a call and he's like, Hey, how about this? Let's talk every two weeks. So I'm the only one like in the whole company in the whole country. Like I've got the CEO on speed dial and every two weeks I'm calling him and he's giving me advice. He's giving me pointers. He's, and so I've just seen so many things like that happen when you kind of yeah. get the guts to publicly proclaim that you're right. going to do something. Yep. Um, and so that's why I told him and I told every other one of the managers. I told every one of my managers. And so at the end of the day, when the, when, when the going gets tough, which it yeah. got really, really hard, I just remember thinking to myself, man, I can't fail because I'm going to be the biggest idiot ever. Wow. Like all my yeah. friends, my the parents, line. the yeah. managers, okay. the CEO, like everyone. I'm telling everyone what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. And that actually is what pushed me through the toughest times. Okay. And then I ended up hit number one in the country, number one in the company. Um, wow. Kind of like breaking a record for all the managers that year. And like it was, it, you know, yeah. just a crazy year. But it's all because I held myself publicly accountable. Wow. That's so good. And I love how, you know, in self-publishing school, you kind of, you like make us do that. And for those of us who haven't experienced that, we get to experience the, what that's like to be, you know, who, who out there is calling each other every week to ask, did you do what you said you were going to do? You know, right. so we get to experience that feeling and it does 
make you, I think I've read some statistic that you're like 42% more likely to do what you, what you said you're going to do if you, t if you tell somebody else. Like, oh, wow. So you're like, yeah. you're statistically more likely just to do it just because you told someone. For sure. So I believe that. Yeah. I, I, um, now Chandler, for those of us who like are listening to you and you're like, Oh my gosh, Holy cow. He was like number one in the country. He's written six books. And I know you and I know that you're so action oriented. For those of people who feel that, you know, they, they're sensing the contrast of their personality to yours. Like <laughs> what, um, what do you tell people that, you know, really like it just, sometimes it's just such a big dream for people to write about, right. but very few act on it. What is your philosophy? Like what is the grid that you're viewing life through that makes you go when other people are s sitting on their couch. Yeah. What? How, could you speak to that? Yeah, that's a great, such a great question. And uh, I've got a funny quote from a conference I went to uh, a few years back. Uh, and the speaker he said, uh, "My crappy book is better than the book you ain't got." <laughs> and I, it, it's so funny, and obviously, you know, southern slang and all that stuff, but. It just really stuck with me. It, it, it's like if you're if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking to yourself, mm. "Man, I could never do that." That quote is profound. It's like just just by doing it, it doesn't even matter how much it sucks. It you you have instantly elevated yourself to the one percent of the population. Now, I'm not advocating for writing a crappy book, but there is something about just the 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 weight that that takes off of your shoulders mm -hmm. when you just just tell yourself wow worst case scenario i fail and this book totally fails but i still have a book wow. which is a whole lot further along in the process yeah. than i am right now you know i don't have a book right now and i'm still gonna not have a book if i don't commit to this right so yes. why not? just detaching yeah. yourself from the outcome that really helps for me, That's and I think it especially helped with my first book because I said, said so, which this is like no one gives this advice, but I had such low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it doesn't really matter. I mean, uh, I've had worse things happen to me, and I, I think just yes, that ability to fail and willingness to fail is really important. And I'll I'll show you this. This is um. Our, our self-publishing school core values. Oh. Uh, and you can see one of them on here. It's, uh, yeah, there it is, number two, which says fail fast, fail forward, fail often. Uh, it's one of our biggest core values at self-publishing school as a team. Uh, and I think it's what makes us so successful as a company and, and me so successful as an individual is um, just committing to failing. And I'm just a firm believer that nothing starts until you fail. So embracing it. And mm -hmm. we, we have like, even inside the company, we have our fail forward award. Uh, so like either every month or every quarter, it's like, I want to recognize so-and-so because they really failed this month. Um, and they tried this new phone sales thing and it, and it, it wow. kind of worked, kind of didn't. Uh, we had some upset customers, but it, you know, here's what, like, here's what happened. Right. Yeah. And so it's just that commitment to failing and recognizing failure is a really good thing. Okay. Uh, and I think that's what helps me to kind of get over that initial fear yep. of committing to doing something. Right. It's so good. And I, um, I just think that's, I mean, I, I heard someone say that they just, they just give themselves permission to suck, mm -hmm. you know, like it, you know, and, um, I think that's fantastic. You taught us, you know, you, you, I heard this first from you where you just said done is better than perfect. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, Facebook's motto, or I don't know if it still is. Yeah, done, yeah. Just done, done is is just better than perfect. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you win just by done. And I think that mentality is is fantastic. You know, yeah. but you also can't fail. I mean, with the system, you know, that, that you lead us through. I tell people, I'm like, you cannot... You cannot fail at, at your book if you do self-publishing school. You like yeah. cannot. You make it so that you succeed, which For is sure. what, which is what we need. So, this is so great. And, and Chandler, just you know, before we close, like for somebody who's just still on the fence and they're like, well, I don't know, like maybe I'm, maybe I'm too old, maybe I'm too young. What if I don't? What if I don't? What if I don't have what it takes to? Finish or to write some. What if nobody ever reads like what I'm going to, gonna gonna write down? What do you what do you say to the, that person that's just like, you know, we still tend toward making excuses. I think in our mind, like I don't have the time. Or, no one will read this. Like our mind so much wants to disqualify us from being the person that can can do can do something great. You know, right? What would be like? You know. What would you be your encouragement, I think, to somebody? Yeah. There, I've got two pieces of encouragement that I would give. The first one is I was having a conversation um, with a friend a few months ago, and he talks about uh, – he was telling me uh, – because we were just talking about how you know everyone should write a book, and he was like, I so believe that. He's like, think about this. Hmm. My, grandpa, like my grandparents – or I think he said my great-grandparents. I have no idea about their life. And I would love to know about their life, what they went through, what, uh, you know, different wars were like, the Great Depression, things like that. You know, like what were those things like and what were the lessons that they would want me to pass down to me? Because I, I only know my parents' story. And even then, I don't know the 20-something years before or you. whatever it was before I was born. So I only know this fraction of even their life. So I'm a firm believer that even if no one reads it, and he was advocating to me, which I never, I never thought about this. He said, I think that everyone should write a book, even if it's just for their kids or even if it's just for their great grandkids. Because I remember the feeling when I first, you know, I got a copy of one of my first books. And I remember just that feeling of like actually holding it in your hands and thinking to myself, okay, a digital book is one thing, but this is something that people are going to buy and like decades, centuries from now, you might, you might can still go to a Goodwill and like, my book will be there. Like a piece of me will be here long after I'm here. Uh, so I'm just such a firm believer that, you know, even if no one reads it, it's still worth doing and it's still a worthy cause. That would be my first um, piece of advice. And obviously, you know, I, I love showing people how to use a book to grow their income, to grow their business, their following authority, things like that. And that like, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. But yeah. even if that doesn't happen, I think it's still worth worthwhile calls. And then the second piece of encouragement I would give is uh, I would actually ask for a favor. And that's to commit to immediately. I've already mentioned this, but commit to immediately after this interview, hear me out and give me 15 to 30 minutes on a mind map and then just see what happens. See what comes up because I'm just a firm believer that people will realize they have so much more uh, to share than they think they do. So good. Chandler, so, so good. Fantastic encouragement. So I know I got a ton out of this, but like where, for people who, you know, maybe met you for the first time, you know, they're going to spend this 15 minutes. Where do we go after to like learn more about published and self-publishing school if we're interested? 
Totally. Yeah. So there's two. The two best places to go are self-publishingschool.com. That's our main site. We've got a blog. We've got resources, free video training, webinars, you name it. There's a lot of uh, resources there. Yep. And the second thing, if you're looking for like a step-by-step approach, um, we've got a blog post. that's how to self-publish a book in 2017. Uh, okay. I think it's really good, and it'll kind of get, even go further into the process and go step-by-step on what I just talked about. So those are kind of the two best places that I recommend. Uh, And I mean, you can find uh, published on there. It's on Amazon as well, um, but you'll see that on the site as well. So fantastic. Chandler, thank you. I I just do really want to thank you because I, I was side by side with so many students and their lives were just getting so changed. I still am friends with a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Their lives were getting so changed just by the process of what they were discovering in themselves what they were discovering that they were able to do. And it's like you had the sense that they weren't ever going to be the same as a result. And I, so I just legit want to say thank you for what you do because it's, it's, it's impacting people in a really significant way. So thanks. I appreciate that. It's one of those things where like, I love hearing that because that's exactly why I do what I do uh, is is to help people in that way. And I know that a book like writing and publishing my first book forever changed my life. So it's just kind of really neat to see folks like you uh, and see other people who are like having their lives changed through the book. It's just such a cool feeling. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Chandler. We can't wait to, you know, have you on again and we can't wait to just everyone go to this website. I'm going to put it in the show notes. You've got, you've got, you've got to check out this blog post, Chandler's book and a self-publishing school if you can. All right. Thanks, Chandler. Cool. Thank you, Ali.